Uh, now we're joined by uh, the newly elected chairman of Clare County Council, uh, Joe Cooney from Ocarians Mills. Uh, you're welcome to the programme, Joe. Thank you, Pat. Um, I suppose the next 12 months will be very busy if you at home and abroad, and I suppose you, 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 you might be calling to Shannon Airport and, and heading out of the country or representing the county in the next 12 months. Yes, indeed. Good morning, Jim. How are things? Good, good morning, listeners. Um, well, to be honest, you, Pat, every month is a busy month, but as you said, next 12 months will probably be more busier than what the last 12 months have been. And look, look at being Cahillac of Clare County Council and Mayor of Clare is a big honour, to be honest with you. And as you said, there is a lot involved in it, representing our people here in our county, uh, representing this county in the country, and also representing our county overseas. And again, there is going to be a number of trips overseas, and that will be representing and promoting County Clare, yeah. and that's what it's about, and that's important. And it's also important to represent our people here in Clare as well. As I say, I am the Mayor of Clare for the next 12 months, I must compliment Councillor Tony O'Brien, who's done a fantastic job over the last 12 months. It's probably unique that we've two mayors at Clare one year after the other mm-hmm. in 2022 and 2023. But again, till tell you the way, probably we're working here in the Killaloo and East Clare area. We're fighting hard for our cause here in East Clare, in the Killaloo MD. A lot has happened and a lot more to happen. Now we've been put forward, Tony outgoing, and I'm the new one going forward, and I think that's good for East Clare and also good for the county to see that there is two Cahillacs, one after the other, coming from the East Clare side of the county. Yes, it's marvellous, Joe, and uh, congratulations to yourself. I, I didn't congratulate you there on the start of the programme, so congratulations on, on being elected to the, and I suppose you're the first O'Callaghan's Millsman to be elected Mayor of Clare. To, that, that's right, Pat, I will be the first O'Callaghan's Mills man. I was told that two weeks ago. I hadn't checked the history books, but I believe, yes, I am yeah. the first one. We are all well aware we had other councillors in yeah, O'Callaghan's yeah. Mills yeah. as well in the past. Mm. We had the late Stevie Donlan, uh, Stephen Donlan, and Peppy Callaghan, as you know, on board yeah. very well yourself. I'm not sure if there's other councillors that did represent the Mills and the local area here in the past. But again, great credit to them. You can be sure they done their part when the world councillors as That's well. Right. Yeah. But we're all there representing the people to do our utmost and the best for the people we represent also and also our county, which is very important. Up to now, I have been chairman of the Killaloo MD on two occasions, yeah, yeah. but now it's the whole county. I have a very good Lasker Hearlock with me, uh, councillor Gabriel, Gabriel yeah. Keaton, and Gabriel is known far and wide in fairness yes. to him, yeah. a fantastic man. And he had already done a couple of functions back in the West for me. But again, Gabriel and myself will be working together to achieve what we can for the county over the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, that's, the, that's the main thing. A great GA man as well, Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel a brilliant GA man, uh, had been all his life, was mm. a, a board officer for a number of years and maybe chairman of the football board in the past. A club delegate and is a brilliant GA man and I'd say very, very seldom misses a hurling or a football game in fairness to him yeah. at any age group. So he's yeah. a, a, a great credit to the county as well, Gabriel. I suppose, Joe, there's a lot of projects going on in, in, in County Clare and um, I suppose uh, coming back to our own side of the, the county, the Killaloo Bypass and the new bridge is going to be very important for, for East Clare especially and uh, for County Clare in general. Uh, you're dead right, Pat. This is something, look, at, we have been trying to achieve for years, trying to get the bridge crossing by Pasa Killaloo. And I don't know businesses and people in Killaloo have been uh, fighting for this to happen for a long, long number of years, the same as our Octus members and local councillors. 
but now the project is up and running. It is fantastic to see it. It is going to be a major, major facility when it's finished. I mean, we're all well aware of the traffic jams uh, used to be going through Killaloo, no, yeah. over through Bellinair, and a lot of people were, were avoiding uh, the East Clare area because of these traffic jams, with people going to work and they're travelling, taking different roads, going to school, trying to take different roads. But when this project is completed, it's just going to be fantastic. Now, long for the Killaloo, Bellinair area, but for the East Clare area, the whole of the county, and also the Midwest region, and my belief is it will improve tourism and businesses in the East Clare area because it will be a lot easier to access it when it's this project is completed. Yeah. It will open up the whole East Clare area. It will be like between the motorway and Two Mile Gate will only be, what, four or five minutes. Co- 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 correct, Jim, and, and that would be simply fantastic. And like what you said, it will open up the whole area and that is very important for the people living in the area to bring tourists into the area and also for businesses and hopefully more businesses will set up in the East Clare and the Midwest uh, region because when this project is finished because of how easy it will be to access that right. area. Yeah. Mm. And I suppose, Joe, um, we have the new interpreter centre in Mount Shannon, which is coming on stream as well, and uh, and, uh, for, and for Holy Island. So that will be another um, another project here in East Clare that will hopefully will attract a lot of tourism, tourists to. This is something that has been on um, go for a number of years as well. As you are well aware, back around 2015, Holy Island came into public ownership, which was simply fantastic. We're all well aware of the Cliffs and Moher and other facilities yes, back yeah, yeah. in West Clare, but we need some serious landmark in East, East Clare. Clare yeah. And my honest belief is that the Holy Island will be one of those going forward. If we haven't, as uh, uh, we have locked there, we have a lot of facilities around East Clare, between Holy Island and the Visitor Centre are up and running, which we hope will happen in the next couple of years. I think myself, it's like the Killaloo Bridge uh, crossing and bypass is going to be a major asset to the East Clare area to attract people in. And it's very, very important to have something to attract people in. We have visitors coming here. I was actually in a few shops over the, during the week and they're telling me that business is down this year because there's been many visitors around this year, uh, tours coming from other countries. But when we look at something serious like what's up in uh, the Cliffs of Mahal at the moment, we'd be hoping then that there'd be busloads of people coming over, over months and over the years into the East Clare area, down around Mount Shannon. And of course, then the problem is we need to hold them in the East yeah, Clare area yeah, just, when just that happens. Yeah. But we take one step at a time. I think the most important thing is to get the old rectory, as it's called, it's going to be developed into the visitor centre. We're hoping the work will start in that before the end of the year. Uh, planning and all has been granted. It's a fine structure of a building, but a lot of work needs to be done in it. And then that Holy Island will be upgraded and tours will start taking place of visitors coming in, taking them out around Holy Island. We'll be hoping all that will progress over the next year to two years, mm, yes, past, yeah, yeah, but yeah. something like that is also vital, and we're all well aware of the scenery that's out there, okay, yeah. the lake, Lockdale, and the whole area around us, uh, the boats and all that's going on there, and I think to be fabulous going forward. Yeah, and the heritage of the island as well, you know, as a as a as a holy as a holy place, you know, sh- probably. Sh- yeah. So the heritage pass will be simply fantastic, Speaking, and yes. that's what we be hoping will be the big attraction. Yeah. 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 I suppose, Joe, um, in the last 12 months, uh, the, the, the health sites in Bunlashie and uh, Kaganoan and the Pogue 
and um, all that were, were uh, drawn out saga. But eventually, Clare County Council got him over the line, and now they have taken him over, and that's going to be another big boost to the to the county. And um, Clare County Council have a great record of of uh, running, uh, um, let's say, um, tourism sites. So uh, that will be another another mainstay of the of the county and, and, and tourism for the next uh, next while as well. Yeah. Well I must say Pat, you are dead right, it was a long drawn out saga. And in fairness to the chief executive and the staff at Clare County Council, they worked hard to, to achieve this and get this over the line. A lot of work had to go on with um, the department from whatever and different ministers. But I must say Pat Dowling, the amount of time and effort he put in to get these heritage centres into the ownership of Clare County Council was simply unbe- unbelievable. Again, it is achieved now, like what you said. In fairness, the workers in them centres were very, very concerned over the last number of years. We are well aware that um, trade had gone down them. Uh, some of them had gone into bad disrepair. Um, that's something that had been looked into. We are well aware that they're going to cost a half funding each year to progress them yeah. and get them back up to standard, carry out maintenance and work, whatever needs to be done. That's something that the council have taken into consideration and have funding got from central govern- government over the next number of years to achieve that. But the most important thing we have to think of here is, first of all, the workers in these, uh, cent- in these heritage centres. Uh, again, they have worked very hard to keep these promotion, keep them going. But now I think with the, in the ownership of Clare County Council, we have a very good tourism organisation. My belief is we can build on what's there. And it's like, as I've mentioned, and I always love mentioning the cliffs of Mohawk, because I've been up there on yeah. different mm-hmm. occasions, and to see the attraction there is, and the way people just automatically come, want to get there, we be hoping the heritage centres, when they're brought up to the proper standards, when they're properly promoted around the world, that we can get the same sort of influence yeah. of... Um, of tours into the uh, attractions as well and they are simply fantastic attractions I have been in the three yeah, of them marvelous, over yeah. the last mm-hmm. number of months again and they are simply fabulous I mean around Bunrashi they are simply fabulous great, yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's great to see it and also I must say I was down in Shannon Airport during the week and Shannon Airport it seems to be thriving again well, been, yeah, I yeah. could not believe the amount of cars was mm-hmm. in the car parks down there all full up and that was a Tuesday or Wednesday evening and it was simply fantastic to see that so the important thing is promotion getting people in and getting our tourist attractions up to proper standards which a uh, lot of work is going on in Clare County Council at the moment to achieve that pitch and just when you think about it I mean if you put together let's say the Shannon, the access from Shannon Airport, the access from the motorway with to Killaloo, the, all the different, we said the heritage sites, Inish Caltra, plus everything else that's here, like, you know, the 12 o'clock hills and the various festivals that are going on. I mean, they won't be able to come in in the bus and see everything and get out again. Uh, it will take, there'll be a, an attraction there that they'll want to stay, hopefully, for a week or two weeks or whatever. That is definitely, Jim, you're definitely right in that. Uh, and I said that at the offset, to try and hold these people around the areas. I suppose, unfortunately, we'll have to look at where you'll be able to get B&B, where you'll be able to get hotels to hold them in the areas. That is becoming a problem now as well. But that's something you can be sure that will be looked into in the future. The important thing is that we have these attractions. We have the airport, my belief is, 
up and going fantastic again and it's great to see so many extra flights coming to the airport and my belief then take one step at a time get the facilities in place I mean I don't want to keep going on about the cliffs and more but we see what has happened above there my belief is something similar will happen around other parts of the county as well let be the east clear let be the south east clear let be the Bunrash area but once you have those facilities once they're well organised well maintained um, well sold overseas you will get the people in and more so with Shannon Airport and our doorstep there's fantastic work going on and we have to build them what's going on a lot done but more to be done sure. that's the way I put it Jim as simple as that but it's fantastic and great to see what has been done and still working on it and progress being made yeah good yeah. I suppose Joe um, another thing uh, this, we, we, we just have a programme here at the, at the, on the Sundays and um, where we review the papers and a lot of it a lot of the time um, sewerage comes up and well, Bradford, as well as Bradford are, are lined up for storage and, and Cora Clare, but you have 50 villages in the county they don't have storage and uh, you have thinking of 12 in the Killaloo Municipal District so I suppose uh, we, 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 have, we have great debates around the table here about, uh, about maybe um, um, bringing up local villages to, to a proper centre where people can live and maybe build houses, so I suppose that's a huge problem as well for, for maybe Clare and for everywhere I suppose yeah, yes, Pat, I agree with you. It is a problem for the small rural villages, and unfortunately, a, a lot of small rural villages, and there's no point not saying it, have been left behind. And I mean, Pat, you can take our village, you know, Callahan's Mills, you're, you're, mm. where both of us spend every day of our life. We, we have the post office, we have the shop, mm. and that's very disappointing when a small village cannot have their own post office of a shop more so a shop than a post office a shop is vital but unfortunately Pat both of us know a shop would not be sustainable in O'Callaghan's Mills at the moment because the population is not there and as you said we probably have 40 to 50 villages around Clare in the same situation and again with the way environment and everything has moved forward uh, proper infrastructure is vital and important and unfortunately, because of the lack of that proper infrastructure, you cannot go in and build housing developments in those small rural villages. We're all well aware back in the 70s, Father Harry Bowen, a fantastic man, set up the RHO, the Rural Housing Organisation, and that time there was villagers dying in their feet as well, and he put in a private treatment unit for the small housing developments, 10 or 12 housing developments, and that happened for a number of years after that. But unfortunately, now... You're not allowed to build with a private uh, treatment unit. Yeah. You have to have a proper treatment unit. System, yeah. And that is a setback. You can build your one-off house, but you cannot go in and build your eight or your 10 or your 12 houses inside a rural village. And long of that, in our new county development plan, which came into place only earlier this year, back in April, all those villages that hadn't the proper infrastructure, their settlements, the zoning of that land has been dezoned unfortunately so that means now in those 50 settlements that don't have the infrastructure there's no way you can build eight, 6, 8 or 10 houses in a small development going forward bear, bear one half one house one half house, um, house and a, a private treatment unit that's all you can build going forward and that's a serious setback so I'm fighting very hard to try and get some of these villages to get the proper infrastructure we're well aware of the central government house uh, pilot scheme back about two years ago. There was uh, applications made to apply through this pilot scheme for the wastewater treatment system. There was two applications done here in our county. 
one back in player, uh, in Cola player, and the other in Bradford. That time we were told that we would be made aware before the end of last year whether any of these two applications were successful or not. Now, unfortunately, we're going into July, and people in Bradford are wanting me day, day and night as to what's the outcome, what's happening with this pilot scheme, and I cannot give them an answer. I did meet the Taoiseach last week, and I raised the wish him again, and I still have no response got back. I raised this on a number of occasions as regard the Bradford situation and the Court of Clare situation, but unfortunately not getting a reply. So it's important that the government work with Irish Water and to try and start putting the proper infrastructure into these small rural villages. If not, unfortunately, and I can see it happening, where numbers in schools are beginning to drop again. Okay, yeah. And I know in, in one parish, I don't want to m- mention where it is, one school in a parish where a teacher, unfortunately, has been let go as well because mm-hmm. of the numbers dropping in the, in the East Clare area. And that's disappointing as well. I know it is going to happen in other schools going forward. So that's something, Pat, that's very close to my heart, in fairness, mm-hmm. to see if it is possible to try and get the proper infrastructure into at least a couple of these villages, start to get the ball thrown in, get one or two of them with the proper infrastructure and build on from there, yes. like we have to do and other things. We know that the 50 are not going to get it all into one go, but it's important to keep the pressure yes, on. Yeah. And if we could get Brafton and Cooley Clare up and running, that would be a major start going forward. Yeah, I, I thought maybe the government should be prioritising that type of thing, Joe, because... Okay, I know they're putting an awful lot of money into into greenways and all that. But does it, does it, so sometimes when you when you when you open the paper, uh, the, the, there'll be a greenway uh, at the back door and there'll be a greenway at the front door and there'll be costing billions. And we should be maybe uh, putting more money into into um, uh, doing sort of in villages first before you know maybe put put the cab before the horse at the I, present time. You know, I would agree with you, Pat. But unfortunately, what the government are saying is it's an issue now for Irish washer. Irish, wa- Irish water have taken over the control mm-hmm. of all public water and waste water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we're all well aware of the water waste and what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And now we're being told, because of the lack of income of funding, funding, that yeah. they can't afford to put these new uh, pieces of infrastructure into the rural villages and towns. And also, that they have to do a lot of carrying out of improvement works in the old, si- the old systems yeah, in right. other towns and villages. Mm-hmm. And that is a big, a big issue as well. But that's what we've been told, and that's why this, we look for this pilot scheme to push in place yes, yeah, to yeah. see could we start somewhere and get the ball yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah, I'm just is there not an argument for saying that let's take O'Callaghan's Mills I and mean, the lifeblood of O'Callaghan's Mills village is the people in it, and you want more people in it to, to right. you know, to for to be sustainable going future for shops or post office or whatever. Um, is there not an argument for saying like that? At some stage, O'Callaghan's Mills will get its water treatment system. And in the meantime, allow the building of houses. I know they're not allowed by, by rule or by whatever at the they're moment, not, not, but no. to allow the building of houses with the proviso that as soon as the system is put in place, the water treatment system, they're all obliged to link into it and to shut off their, their kind of single treatment systems. Would that not be... Uh, and, and it puts the onus, of course, back on Irish Water and the government then to, to do it quickly. Yeah, well, that was something, Jim, that was tried back along the years and these private treatment systems were put into villages and that. And then the private treatment systems, to keep them maintained, upgraded and looked after, became serious, serious issues. And then there were serious concerns that they weren't up to standard. And we're all well aware the way uh, issues in the environment have moved forward. And that has been why 
that these private treatment systems have been cut out completely, which is disappointing. And my belief is they could have been done to a proper standard. And I do agree with you in time to come in when Irish Water will get around to putting in um, proper uh, wastewater treatment system into a rural area. Then they could be connected onto it. That did happen in the past. It wasn't successful. And now a line has been drawn. Seriously, no. And just come back to, to say, we m- mentioned about how Callahan's males. We can go back to Kilkishan then, I'd say, about 20 years ago, give or take, 25 years ago. Kilkishan gosh, um, no uh, infrastructure with the wastewater uh, system put in place. And we've seen the way Kilkishan has tried since. Yes. A number of housing developments. We have two shops in Kilkishan, the three public houses, and uh, school numbers are grown by the no time. And num- uh, wood number, and uh, I believe a northern no extension going out to schools when the extension built there a couple of years ago. But it's brilliant to see that. But that's the difference in make Kilkishan and Mills for a four mile between them. Kilkishan thriving, doing fantastic work, great work going on there. Mills uh, not thriving, great work going on there. But unfortunately, that's where the setback is, and that's disappointing. But it's something we have to keep working on, yeah. and I will continue to keep working on it while I'm involved representing the people. Yeah, yeah I suppose, uh, Joe, another thing that uh, <laughs> we, we, we have big chats here and, and debates about is uh, wind farms, and we're going to have a few minis clear down at the back of your own place, and uh, your own house there in Kilwood and Barry MacDonald and uh, um, Kilbane, Bridgetown and uh, Perthine and there's one that's, uh, uh, lined up for the Twelve Clark Hill so we, we're, going to, we're going to have a lot of, of, of wind farms around East Clare and I suppose I, we, we, I personally am not against them but uh, I suppose we have to, to, to change all from, from the aisle and, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, all the rest of the, the stuff you know yeah. yeah look at Pash there is serious concern in, in areas where the wind farms being proposed. And I can see why the concerns are there. And I do agree with you, we have to move forward. But again, maybe we should be looking at other options as well. And I happened to be down in uh, the Crusher at the ESB station last Saturday when the Taoiseach was there with three of his sen- senior ministers. You had uh, Minister Coveney, Minister Ryan and uh, Minister Foley. And what it was all about was, it was launching the Shannon History Economical Task Force. Yeah. That report. It was launching that report. And that report, I think, is opening in a 200-page uh, report. But it's all about developing the Shannon History. And what it mentioned in our philosophy was offshore wind farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what can be achieved by them. And them offshore wind farms have been... Uh, a major success in other countries as well. Yeah, and they have the future, I'd say, Joel. And they are the future. I mean, look at wind turbines 180 metres up behind your house, um, swinging around there all day. As you say, we have to move forward. Um, we want to progress. We, we, we see where concerns are coming from local communities. There's no point saying, saying the wind uh, concerns and serious concerns. But I think what was launched last Saturday... Uh, in Ardnacrusha and we all know what Ardnacrusha has achieved and what money point has achieved mm-hmm. back along over the years as a guard electricity that that should be looked at going forward this is going to create an awful lot of jobs if it progresses forward um, it's going to be offshore wind energy and I think that's going to be fantastic and brilliant as well yeah. and my belief is that we'll be able to export um, energy going forward yeah. if this do happen but again and at the moment, I suppose, we have been told we've no choice, only go 
go ahead with these small wind farms around different parts mm-hmm. of the rural rural communities. Again, there is concern. I have met different groups, and I can see there is serious concern. More people, like what you're saying, would be in favour of them. But I suppose the most important thing is we have the proper electricity going forward, and that's why it's an important. But I think the offshore wind energy could be a major benefit as well to the county and the country going forward. And again, as I say, there is concern, there's no point saying there isn't concern, there is for and against uh, uh, wind farms, but again, we have to keep progressing, which is very important. Uh, I suppose another debate we often have here around the table as well, uh, about the 70, 70 turbines down in Derry Bryan, which have been uh, decommissioned and which have to be taken away. So we, you know, you you wonder when we were um, short of um, of power and 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 seventy wind turbines just there, uh, what uh, twenty years now, and uh, have 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 to be decommissioned and taken down. Yeah, well, so Pat, we're all well aware with the amount to work they got in putting up a turbine. Yeah. And again, look, they probably done their job in the day, and there was a lot of concern that time back then mm-hmm. years as well when they were gone up. Uh, unfortunately, like what you said, they're there now and they've been decommissioned and removed and we're all well aware of what's involved in that. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of destruction and a lot of work Thank to you. get that done. I don't know where exactly it is at the moment, whether there's progress being made as regards decommissioning of what's happening on that side of it. Uh, maybe you would have an update yourself in it. But again, um, when you're doing something, it needs to be done for the good of the country, so yeah, whatever yeah. it is. This is done right done properly and what you want to achieve out of it is, out, is achieved out of it my belief is that these new wind farms that's been proposed after 25 30 years that they are going to be decommissioned yeah, as well yeah, and yeah. move forward as well yeah, and you'll yeah. wonder if that's a good thing so maybe the whole thing really need to be assessed and looked at again but it's awful after a number of years that you have to come back and start decommissioning what was an awful lot of work time and commitment put them in place and they know the amount of work involved as well and the cost of all this show is simply unbelievable and as we mentioned earlier on then we can't afford to put a wastewater treatment show into a small rural village yeah. it don't really make sense no mm. so um, we're, we're nearly t- time's up but I'll just uh, go, go to the Innes there maybe and uh, there's a lot of debate around um, the 2040 company in Innes and, uh, and the building in the Abbey Street car park and you'll probably have to be dealing with that at council level in the, in, in the coming year as well um, uh, a lot of people are saying that putting a, a building in the Abbey Street car park and taking away car park spaces is, is, is crazy so we were just wondering what would your uh, uh, what would your uh, talking Le- yeah well look at my views on it is there is concern in Innes and Innes is the, our main town. Okay, yeah, yeah. And there's fantastic work has been done in Innes. And we're all well aware of what Innes has achieved back along the years and will continue to achieve. But my belief is, as regards Innes 2040, there is concern. And we need to sit down around the table and see where we're going forward as well. We need to keep improving our capital town of our county. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important. We need to encourage, keep encouraging people and visitors coming in to Innes. We need to make it easier to move around Innes. And definitely we need pa- parking around Innes. And a lot has been achieved as regards parking around Innes, but more has to be achieved. But Councillor Pat Daly, as you're aware yourself, took over Mayor of Innes yes, there yeah, the same yeah. weekend as I took over the Cahillac of the county. Mm-hmm. So I'll be talking to Pat and the councillors in Innes, long as our chief executive, long as our... Uh, council officials and see where we can move forward to but it is important that everyone does proper consultation 
and the businesses and the people living in us and the councillors work together to try and achieve what's best for Venus going forward and that's what it's all about and no matter what community you're dealing with it's important that there's consultation people working together and try and move forward for the good of Venus or the good of any village or town around our county and they have been my year over the next 12 months I was in Venus yesterday myself and I, I had to collect a pair of spectacles for my wife she had her eyes tested and I drove down the market at about half past eleven. And they I wanted to win for five minutes at the place I could get to park. <laughs> I drove mm-hmm. around by Pernil's, uh, into the Pernil Street car park, northeast there, and all up around. And I ended up out in, uh, down, down near Darcy's Corner, parking and walking back down. So, um, uh, of course, it was a bad day as well, but there, there seemed to be uh, parking was, was very limited yesterday anyway. The amount, uh, and I heard uh, Claire call on the license, she can drive into this any day and get a parking space, but she must have a private place somewhere. <laughs> Again, again, look, that's concern, and when you don't have proper parking around the town or a village, whatever the case may be, people don't go in there, and mm-hmm. that's what needs to be achieved, and that's why I'm saying working together. And we can take it here in the town of Scarlet. A long yeah, number of yeah. years I've been fighting for a car park here in the town of Scarlet. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll be achieved in the very near future. And businesses actually have su- suffered here in Scarlet because I'm aware of people that wouldn't come into Scarlet because of the lack of getting parking yeah, places yeah. and to just move on to Killaloa, move on to Tulla, move on elsewhere. And we did improve parking in Tulla in the past and it had been a big advantage to the town. But parking, people get access into the middle of the town is very, very important or as close as possible. But if we don't have those parking facilities, where business is not going to thrive either. But again, as I said, Pat, it's important everyone work together. There be a scarf, there be an yeah, yeah. and work in consultation with the residents and with the business to try and progress forward. And that's what it's all about. So, Joe, our time is up. So, uh, thanks jo- for him. Thanks jo- for jo- just before oh, we finish, Pat, um, we were on tour with the Rose of Clare, Ashley um, O'Connor, oh, during yeah, the I week. See, I see that off my phone, she, yeah. She, she was back around West Clare uh, Monday with Gabriel, and yeah. with Gabriel, and we done East Clare yeah. and she was uh, herself yeah. and myself with the different phone, facilities. Yeah. had a brilliant day out in conjunction with Clare County Council, and I want to thank Clare County Council for organising it. We ran in Raheen Community Hospital in the daycare centre, herself and myself, on Thursday evening. I must say, she's a fantastic rose of our county, We'll give her all the support we can. Yeah, yeah. We're well aware she's representing our county as the yeah. Rose of Clare, mm-hmm. and she was representing Clare down in the Rose of Tralee on the 21st and the 22nd of August down in Tralee. She's a fantastic woman. I want to wish her the very best of luck, and any support we can give her here in East Clare, I mean, this county, we'll be doing it going forward, and wish her well in the Rose of Tralee on the mid-August. And we, we, we all already uh, will be supporting her in, 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 in that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- thanks very much for coming in, Joe. I know your, your time is very tight and you're, 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 you're busy, so thanks for coming into Scarlet Bay Community Radio. And uh, everybody in Scarlet Bay Community Radio and the East Area area and the first County Clare wish you the best of luck on your uh, uh, 12 months as, as, as Cahill, the Clare County Council. Okay, thank you, Passion. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, and Joe. Look, I'm available anytime you ever want to give me a call. Yeah, thank okay. you all very much. Yeah, okay. Thank okay. Thanks very much, Bye, Joe. Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay.